When it comes to packaging and sustainability, small alterations can add up to huge differences over time. Ball Corporation recognizes this power of incremental change and has built its strategy around driving meaningful impact through specific, targeted actions. Perhaps best known for providing aluminum packaging solutions for beverages, personal care items, and household products, the company is also committed to moving the needle on sustainability. In this episode of Tech Transformation, we're talking with Pradrag Osmo, Director of Sustainability at Ball Corporation, about how the company collaborates with its partners to mobilize value chains, drive decarbonization, and measure and improve the sustainability of aluminum packaging in a variety of forms. We also talk about the new ways Ball is working with retailers to contribute to cost savings in transportation, storage, and restocking, as well as some of the ways the company is balancing innovation with sustainability in exciting win-win ways. Stay tuned for that and more on this episode of Tech Transformation. Welcome to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News, where we dig into the innovative tech strategies and trends shaping retail and consumer goods today. I'm Maya Jenkins. I'm an editor at CGT and RIS. And in this episode, we're talking to Pradrag Osmo, Director of Sustainability at Ball Corporation. We're excited to have Pradrag join us today to explore the real-world efforts and challenges in making the packaging industry more sustainable, circular, and good for the environment. It's a really exciting space, one that's full of urgency and opportunity. So, Pradrag, it's great to have you here today. Thanks for having me. Uh, can we get started here? Um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Ball Corporation. Yeah, uh, gladly. Uh, I've been with Ball Corporation for nearly five years, initially as sustainability manager, overseeing the sustainability initiatives within our aerosol division. And earlier this year, my responsibilities have broadened significantly, and I now lead sustainability engagement across Ball's global beverage and aerosol key accounts, and while continuing to oversee the overall sustainability efforts of the aerosol division as well. And in addition to that, I provide uh, kind of a guidance to global commercial teams in crafting business strategies that are rooted in sustainability, and also with a role in shaping Ball's comprehensive global sustainability strategy. So that's, that's it in short, I would say. Fantastic. Well, we're really excited to have you joining us here today. And as a little icebreaker, we do like to ask our guests, what was your first ever job? It doesn't have to be related to your current role, but what was your first job ever? Well, it definitely isn't related. Uh, back in the day, I think my initial like, gig uh, involved unloading cargo trucks during my student years. I don't even know if that counts as a job, but uh, it was all about you know scrapping some cash together for hangouts with friends or something. And my official entry into the workforce, let's say, was as a research assistant at the Faculty of Agriculture here in Belgrade, Serbia. There I got hands-on in the lab, led practical sessions with students, but kind of before long, I discovered that my true passion lay in sustainability and I've been in it ever since. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, you know, everybody starts somewhere. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about uh, sustainability. As you said, it's your passion. What's the one most important thing to know about Ball Corporation's sustainability goals and its commitments? Well, uh, 
that's bold, sustainability is really an integral part of our strategy and it shapes our competitive and economic advantage. And it really has a support top-down, which is why I usually say I have a very easy job because everyone appreciates sustainability very much at Paul and it's really a core of our strategy. And our ability to succeed as a company depends on our ability to decarbonize. And Paul has, let's say, embarked on a business journey to transform aluminium packaging, our cans, our cups, our bottles, into a total circular solution. So full circular solution that spans high recycling, ultra-low carbon primer aluminium, and also different refill and reuse applications. And this is very clearly reflected in our climate transition plan, which is a transparent, robust, science-based 1.5 degree aligned pathway to reach net zero emissions by 2050 or sooner. And our plan uh, strongly focuses on targets by 2030, as this is a critical decade to tackle climate change without relying on offsets. That's always very important to mention and something we're very proud of. And we plan to reduce and we plan to commit to reduce our emissions by 55% across all three scopes of emissions and reach the milestone of 85% recycled content in our beverage cans, cups and bottles. Uh, Our goal is also to operate 100% on renewable energy by 2030 with uh, kind of an interim target of 75% by 2025. And our climate transition plan uh, offers three different scenarios, analyzes three different pathways to get there, taking into account the level of uncertainty in terms of policy and technological development and governmental support to low carbon technologies. So we are not saying that we know it all, that uh, we can foresee how it's going to look like. We take into account that some things might not go as we plan them to go. And circularity is the key lever in our plan. And uh, this is the most important thing to know about Ball's goals and commitments, which encompass uh, our efforts to create, innovate, and I would say consistently and constantly improve our practices to create a more sustainable future by minimizing waste, by reducing overall carbon footprint, by promoting recyclability across our products and operations. Fantastic. Yeah, some absolutely uh, solid, robust, science-backed goals and commitments there. Um, looking at the packaging industry specifically, um, what do you see as the most significant challenges and the most significant opportunities and really for advancing sustainability in this space? And our audience um, has technology top of mind. So we are particularly interested in how technology plays into these opportunities and and also helps with overcoming challenges. Well, in the packaging industry, I would say we recognize that one of the most significant challenges lies in achieving a balance between innovation and sustainability. Mm -hmm. So while meeting uh, consumer demand and car customer demand for a convenient and attractive packaging solution, the industry really faces the challenge of reducing environmental impact, particularly in waste generation and carbon emissions. And uh, Bolt Corporation sees in efficient, effective collection, recycling policy and infrastructure uh, fundamental elements to achieve greater sustainability in the industry. Like that, that's key. And by pioneering and leading advocacy efforts and collaborating across the supply chains, value chains, Bolt really aims to uh, 
turn these challenges into opportunities, if I may put it like that. And now, speaking of uh, opportunities and, and leverage, the aluminium industry is what's known as hard to abate sector, because primary aluminium production is an energy intensive process, largely reliant on fossil fuels. However, uh, rigid aluminium packaging is a strong candidate to be one of the first industries to achieve net zero among the hard-to-abate sectors because aluminium's in, intrinsic qualities enable full circularity. And aluminium can be recycled again and again with minimal losses, has a very high residual value and is easy, economic and safe to handle in end-of-life stage and has excellent compaction rate, which really helps in uh, saving space and being more efficient. And uh, moreover, recycling of aluminium only takes 5% of the energy needed to make new aluminium. That's a well-known fact in the aluminium world, but not everyone knows it. So by recycling, 95% of upstream emissions are completely eliminated from the overall carbon impact. So focusing on those things is something we we see as the biggest opportunity for the industry to get where we want us to be. Wonderful. Thanks. Yeah, I was not aware about that, um, about the aluminium um, data you provided there. Um, so thinking about providing insight into how Ball Corporation collaborates with partners along the product lifecycle, how, how do you do this and how do you support customers in achieving their net zero or their circularity goals? Yeah, that's a, that's a key question, I think, and we are very clear about that in our every our external communication, including our, our climate plan, that industry alignment and collaboration and systemic transformation are really essential to achieving our ambitious climate transition plan targets. And Ball is a strong supporter of, let's say, action-driven value chain mobilization around pioneering commitments to unlock the potential of emerging technologies needed for net zero, right? because there are a lot of technologies out there that support the net zero journey and we are strong supporters of all of them wherever we wherever we can. And we're so pleased to have a number of great partnerships across our business working towards sustainability. And uh, just recently, Ball made a long-term purchase agreement with Novellis for the supply of aluminum beverage can sheet, which triggered an investment of over $2.5 billion by Novellis in the constructions of two new rolling mills, underscoring the kind of strong demand for high recycled content beverage can sheet. And the new plant expected to begin uh, commissioning in 2025 will be the first fully integrated aluminum manufacturing plant built in the US in, the, in nearly 40 years. So that's, a, that's an achievement and a, a partnership work we are extremely proud of. And on top of that, uh, an honorable mention worth mentioning definitely, as a member of the World Economic Forum's First Movers Coalition, a global in initiative, uh, let's say, harnessing the purchasing power of pioneering companies to drive decarbonization, Bull has committed to purchasing a 10% of primary aluminium annually as, uh, let's say, very low carbon aluminium by 2030. So uh, that is with carbon footprint below what's conventionally known as low carbon aluminium. So pushing the upstream value chain, sending the signal to primary aluminium producers that uh, the industry, the, the world demands more. And I mean, uh, the good thing is that everyone's answering and uh, where, wherever we go and where, whenever we talk to our uh, upstream partners, everyone's very clear that supply chain collaboration is key to achieving uh, what we all want to achieve because no one can do it alone. 
And we also work a lot with our customers to support their decarbonization targets while offering, at the same time, offering innovative and attractive, great quality packaging solutions. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you mentioned collaboration a lot because that's something that we're hearing more and more of in this space. And like you say, there is this recognition we can't go it alone. Collective effort is um, is key going forward when it comes to driving meaningful change in this space. And um, there is an urgency around it as well. Um, and as I mentioned, we do have a lot of retail uh, listeners. I'm sure they're keen to hear how these efforts are bringing value to retail partners. And um, what's something you'd, you'd like retailers to know about what Ball is up to in this space? Yeah, that's, that's always important because retailers are, uh, well, the last barrier to consumers, right? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, the, the chain before consumers ends with them. So packaging can represent uh, up to 40% of our customers' carbon footprint, which is a lot. And all our research and innovation efforts, uh, as well as our climate advocacy work, are meant to offer them effective solutions to meet their decarbonization goals. And uh, the retailers uh, benefit mostly through our innovations. For example, let's say lightweighting practices. Since uh, the 1970s, beverage can weights have decreased by more than 40%. And today, cans can be produced with a wall thickness of 0.097 millimeters, which Mm -hmm. is as thin as a human hand. So our global, yeah, that's, that's really thin. Yeah. So our global portfolio of star cans is setting kind of a new benchmark there uh, compared to other beverage cans of the same size. The star can design reduces weight by up to 8%. And through lightweighting, retailers save costs in transportation, uh, pellet and warehouse space, as well as fitting more products onto the shelf, saving on costs to restock the popular beverage aisle whilst having enough stock out back to refill as needed. Right. And lightweighting also saves money to retailers, but uh, our use of recycled aluminium means retailers can boast sustainable sourcing of their products. So it's, it's clearly that. Uh, we also received uh, something called Aluminium Stewardship Initiative Certification for our beverage uh, division, and this year also for our aerosol division, meaning that our operations are now 100% ASI certified globally. And achieving this certification is a way for companies to show that they're compliant with increasingly stringent sustainability protocols. This means uh, while we uh, transition to fully recycled content, our use of raw materials is uh, externally scrutinized against sustainability criteria. So, for instance, retailers can be assured that the products they sell are really sustainable. So there is a clear, transparent third-party certification and very clear criteria on what it actually means. And also, uh, our life cycle assessments play a very prominent role in tracking progress and understanding the sustainability of our products especially as our methodology is becoming better at accounting for the positive environmental impacts associated with, for instance, real recycled material. So we uh, use life cycle assessments, or uh, short LCAs, to measure our manufacturing process, for instance, and have, for example, shown that the use of 100% renewable electricity in manufacturing reduces the carbon footprint of an aluminum beverage can by around 10 to 18%, depending on the... Uh, well, region can size, etc. So that's just one of the examples of uh, how we measure that impact and how that increased uh, accountability helps us 
quantify with what we do. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, it does sound like it's all about transparency, accountability, visibility, and creating those win-win-wins for um, you know manufacturer, retailer, and ultimately consumer, and ultimately the planet as well. So yeah, that's fantastic. Some fantastic um, insight there. I am um, just drilling down a little bit more onto um, some of your uh, you know approaches to sustainability. Your a triple bottom line approach to sustainability has evolved since it was formalized in 2006, I believe it was. Would you be able to describe what this entails and how this approach to sustainability is effectively integrated into your global operations? Yeah, uh, well, today our approach to sustainability is supported by several global policies, position statements, tools for performance monitoring, continuous improvement, and uh, let's say best practice sharing, and held accountable through uh, the United Nations Global Compact. In 2022, Ball joined the United Nations Global Compact, committing to continued implementation of sustainability principles that support, for instance, human rights, labor, the environment, anti-corruption, etc. And our ambitious goals and targets align with the Global Compact and UN Sustainable Development Goals. And we're committed to continue further increasing our transparency and accountability as we uh, kind of map out the progress we're making along the way. And we also have embedded sustainability into our strategic planning, and we build sustainability goals from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. Individual plans are ultimately accountable for their sustainability performance, which is uh, directly tied to each manager's, each plant manager's performance appraisal. So we strive to put the right people, processes, and partners in place to really help us create that long-term shared value and achieve clearly achieve our sustainability vision. And we uh, systematically identify and assess risks in all of our business so we can develop management plans that uh, encompass major risks, including supply chain, commodity, currency volatility, human capital, financial risk, legislative actions, all, all those kinds of things. And to ma- remain a resilient business, we also anticipate and mitigate sustainability-related risks. And among the key risks we examine are those related to climate change. Of course, water scarcity, disruptions due to extreme weather events, events, human rights abuses, and packaging waste regulations also play a huge role uh, for us in, in, in shaping our sustainability strategy. And our policies are addressing the most recent trends and risks that uh, businesses are facing right now. For example, the biodiversity loss, let's say. We adopted uh, this year the biodiversity policy, and primary purposes of this policy are to to maintain Ball's commitment to biodiversity and ecosystem services and to, uh, let's say, work to ensure, where possible, of course, uh, that our actions on the assets we own or manage do not have a detrimental impact on the natural environment. Another objective of this policy is to ensure that uh, that safeguards for biodiversity and ecosystem services are respected, respected within our supply chain. So not just by us, but by uh, full supply chain. This applies to biodiversity-related requirements for, for aluminium stewardship initiative that we mentioned earlier, certification of both aluminium supplies. And engaging our stakeholders is essential to how we do business. Mm-hmm. And 
again, going back to that collaboration piece. And by listening to their ideas and needs, we can really better understand their expectations and can better identify emerging opportunities and challenges in our market. And in turn, stakeholders can deepen their understanding of ball of what we do and how we can work together to create and improve shared value. So that's that's it, I think, in a nutshell. Fantastic. Thank you. So we've talked about goals and commitments, and I want to talk now a little bit about metrics and KPIs. How, how do you use these to measure and track progress and sustainability efforts, and how have these evolved over time? Yeah, uh, the quality and quantity of our reporting has evolved significantly, I can, I can say that. Uh, and both sustainability management, performance and goals are regularly reviewed by third parties. So it's not that we are saying that we are on track with our sustainability goals and just being just vocal about that. Uh, but other credible third parties are confirming that too. So we are participating in the CDP disclosure, EcoVadis, Sustainalytics, and many other ESG-related indexes. And for example, for the fourth year in a row, Ball received an A- minus in CDP's climate change questionnaire, which recognizes the company's commitment to maintaining best practices in corporate climate citizenship through its net zero carbon emissions commitment, uh, also renewable electricity coverage, and let's say, ongoing assessment of climate-related risks and opportunities, both both at the same time. Wonderful. Thank you. So I've um, actually reached my last question for you here, and I wanted to ask you, what's next? What are some of your priorities for sustainability? And is there anything coming down the pipeline that you're excited to share with the audience today? Yeah, I guess there are many things. Uh, where right now, uh, what could be very interesting for everyone to hear, is we're exploring the refill and reuse application with partners and vendors. And for example, we partnered with the Boomerang bottling system, which washes, sanitizes, uh, rinses, fills, and caps around 450 reusable aluminum bottles per hour on site. Wow. And Ball developed this reusable bottle that is certified for over 150 users through this system. And the patented machine can be installed at uh, cruise ships, at campuses, at hotels, resorts, you name it. So it's a completely closed system of, uh, of reuse and, and refill, something we're very proud of and we expect to expand in, in the near future. And we're also working on uh, translating our climate transition plan, something I mentioned a couple of times before, into regional pathways that reflect the opportunities, challenges, and steps to be taken in the different geographies geographies where we we operate. Because not every geography and not every region has similar challenges and opportunities. So just uh, translating our, our overall climate plan to something more region-specific will really help us understand those challenges and opportunities that are out there. And generally, I would say the road to sustainability is a journey that uh, beacons us with uh, unprecedented great opportunities. And embracing a global low-carbon economy driven by true real circularity demands a couple of things. It demands unity, creativity, uh, passionate advocacy, and acknowledging that our climate transition plan represents just the initial stride for Ball, we're uh, kind of unwavering in our belief that inaction 
poses the most significant risk. And we are very clear about that uh, in the conclusion of our climate transition plan. And our commitment really extends beyond the present plan. We anticipate that forthcoming versions to secure validation from the science-based targets initiative, divulging the costs associated with each approach and lever we identified in them. And embracing the evolving landscape, let's say, of climate science, we pledge to uh, continuously, constantly refine our strategies uh, while ensuring alignment with the latest latest advancement out out there, be being technological or otherwise. So, and generally, I mean, we're talking a lot about times of uncertainty. So in these times of uncertainty, leadership emerges as the paramount force, the, Mm -hmm. the pivotal force that, say, shall determine the fate of aluminium packaging industry of our society and ultimately the health of our planet. I mean, it uh, might sound like a big chunk, but that's the way it is. And our plan stands not only as kind of a testament, but also as a beacon, calling upon industry leaders to take uh, credible and bold action and make calculated investments to foster and support innovation and kind of unite in crafting uh, net zero circular systems around the world, across industries, across value chains and supply chain. And really, uh, the the future is calling, I would say, and it's our shared responsibility to answer with resolute and visionary leadership, transforming challenges into opportunities. That's something we usually say, and really forging a sustainable path for current and generations to come. And I I would just end with uh, probably one of my favorite quotes I've I've heard lately. Uh, It's from David Attenborough. He Mm -hmm. used it during his phenomenal speech at COP26 in Glasgow. He said, the people most affected by climate change are not some imagined future generation, but young people alive today. So it's really like that. And the time for action is now. So it's not like 200 years down the road. I'll I'll be long gone. I don't care. No, it's, it's happening before our eyes. So... The time to act is now, and I'm very happy to be part of a company that recognizes that and goes all in when it comes to sustainability. Fantastic words to end us with there. Yeah, I um, absolutely echo the sentiment um, of our national treasure, David Attenborough. What a legend. And um, We all love uh, him. It, we love him. We do. And inaction, yeah, is not an option at this point. I think that's the, the key message. Um, the time is now. So thank you very much, Pradrag, for sharing your story and for sharing Bull's uh, story as well. It's really exciting to see um, these kind of global collective commitments that the company's making in the sustainability space. And we really appreciate you talking with us today. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News. Be sure to subscribe to learn more innovative strategies and trends in the retail and consumer goods industries. And don't forget to visit consumergoods.com and rasnews.com to sign up for our newsletters.